You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 22, Savage Dragon, Issues 14 and 15. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. Savage Fincast Retro, the show that wishes that its baby boy would just make time for its dear old mother. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And you're listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, where we talk about the past issues of Savage Dragon, Freak Force, Savage Dragon related things. We take you back to the past to read the kick-ass comics that don't suck ass. That kind of worked, I guess. Yeah, you said ass <laughs> twice. You rhymed ass with ass. That means you're a real rapper. By modern standards, that means I'm a great rapper. Um, yeah, and we've got a treat a rooney for you today. Uh, we're reading a little double, it's a little mini arc. Uh, possessed Savage Dragon 14 and 15. I'm excited. This is a pretty good arc, from my recollection. Uh, it is probably one of the more iconic dragon moments of these early early issues. Yeah. Uh, it is really cool to revisit it, especially since I forgot, like, a major thing happens right in the middle of this. Which is uh, one of the coolest fights in the entire series. Yeah. What's funny is, we'll, we'll get into it, but, like, yeah, I, there's, there's just parts where this is so old that I just completely forgot. <laughs> so I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I totally forgot about this. So, yeah, man, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, why don't we shit? Why don't we just go ahead and get into it? So uh, the beginning of this issue, issue 14 of Savage Dragon, I got confused because I couldn't remember if this had already happened before. And the answer to that question turned out to be yes. Uh, this is it, Frank. Frank, uh, as uh, Wall, uh, not Wally, uh, Lurch, Lurch has appeared before Overlord before and gotten his ass blasted away before back at the end of issue 12. Uh, so that's it's a cool a, bit of a iteration. Yeah, it's a real cool story device. I think it's a you know, everyone when they read that for the first time was like, What? <laughs> even, even Overlord. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. And of course, um, the actual first page of this issue is a callback to uh, uh, issue. What was it? Was it ten? What was 12. the fight? what was the Overlord fight issue? I thought it was twelve. Might, Might have been. been wrong. No, it's not. Twelve is twelve is when the first uh, return of Lurch. Uh, okay. The actual. The actual. Nope, that's Jimbo. Clicking around. <laughs> no, nope, that's Super Patriot. 
this is what people come to us for. This is a good, yeah. This is the this this high is quality podcast. I really should have had a whole stack of comics in front of me instead of click. Okay, it was issue number seven. Thank yes. you, everyone. Yep. <laughs> the splash uh, issue. The, the first page of that issue has both uh, Dragon and Frank coming up the elevator, you know, in the black background with a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, bunch of red uh, caption boxes. Letters. And in this one, it, Frank is in the same position, but Dragon is absent, which is, yeah. uh, again, a nice bit of uh, reiteration. Uh, speaking of captions, there is a lot of them in these next yeah. couple issues. Uh, yeah, very unique. You don't you don't see this very much in Savage Dragon anymore. With getting inside of Dragon's head is that much. Yeah, he, right. Eric definitely got his McFarlane on in these ones. <laughs> lots lots of narration. I mean, the other cool thing too is you know two new supervillains we haven't seen more gore and uh, oh yeah, the guy's name. Uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. Like Livewire or something. Is it? He, undermined. Says, it's undermined. Undermined, yeah. Morgor, remember, like, as he goes on, he just he's the guy that always says, dork, you dork. For some reason, <laughs> I don't even remember why. Well, he says spooky here. Yeah. But then the he's thing a cool-looking visual. What's funny about Morgor is that, like, didn't he just only ever, like, have appearances, and then all of a sudden he just shows up? in that one issue way down the road and he's just like a total fucking badass in that issue i actually don't recall yeah he's like just always in the background kind of yeah I, I think like he's kind of a background guy right up until he's just like fucking slicing the hell out of malcolm for whatever yeah. reason well he's like he's he's kind of like light not hellraiser because he's got, he's got all those spikes and blades and stuff and the robot eyes yeah, yeah. He's got like that metal jaw thing going on, and Sandman hair. Yes, Sandman <laughs> yeah. hair. Or wait, does the crow have that kind of hair? The crow's hair is more like uh, Brandon Lee's, like like in the movie. Like they did a really good job. Yeah, but, but uh, both of these guys are like that, where they just always show up in the background. Yeah, Undermine too. He doesn't really do. He does stuff in like Savage Dragon, Destroyer Duck in the one shot, but that's about it, really. What a time to shine. <laughs> I gotta <Savage>. say, <laughs> Lurch getting all stretchy and then like going berserk with all the faces, it's some really interesting like body horror stuff that I don't think we see as much of in, in Savage Dragon anymore. Dude, uh, I love it. And what's funny is that is the that is a panel that I had just, my mind had completely wiped. What, the, the Mr. Fantastic stretch there? Or Not the one... All- where he's Both. like sl- slender manning on the ground crawling. Both like the creepy slender man crawl, the multiple heads. Like I had just completely wiped this sequence out of my mind. And, Even uh, getting blasted out the window, that like weird <laughs> tangle entanglement. It's awesome, man. I completely forgot about this. Hey, uh, I got a question for you guys. All right. When uh, when did Savage Dragon become porn? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Jim, uh, Eric was desperate, and so uh, he started uh, doing porn because he was desperate, you know, and and that's when. <laughs> it, it's quite a flip of the page, though, especially probably back then, you know, nineteen ninety four, when you're like, you know, whatever teenager, and you flip that page, you're like, what? Bro, Rapture Sidewinder. 
that's the technical term if we perverts out there you you rookie perverts rapture sidewinder was like risky business as a kid i was like god damn i can't let anybody see me reading this you, looking at this picture of side boob <laughs> yeah <laughs> and butt crack Ooh. But you are, it is funny, Jim, like you said, like people like up in arms about, you know, this sexual situations and Savage Dragon. It's just, it, it just struck me as funny because this is more titillation. Mm-hmm. Whereas the sex people complain about is definitely more unsexy comedy sex. Right. It's like, dude, where have you all been? This has always been here. Thank fucking God that we're having this conversation here. Because, like, bro, that was the exact same thing I thought when this... It was like Rapture grabbing the titty up. Like, you know, up for seconds. It's like, dude, Rapture... Like, that's going for sexy. Like, Maxine flying across the room, Brappa Lorch. That's comedy. Yeah. Obviously. This is, this is 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Is it? No. It's longer. It's 28. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. The yeah. 90s are 10 years behind us. Ugh. Right, guys? Yep. Ugh. Craig lost a decade. <laughs> That's well, scary. We'll, we'll bring it up, like, not to foreshadow too much, but, like, it's funny because Eric has a letter uh, in the end of his issues here where he's like, oh, and congratulations on our, our first son, Carl. Uh, or, you know, I forget. Like, says Christopher? Him, but, Christopher, but like the thing is, is like in this issue, Christopher's just born on Facebook as of this recording. His younger, yet to even have been born son Joe just finished college and moved out, and moved yeah. out. And Eric is an empty nester now. Yeah, I'm just like God. Full circle. I'm, I'm reading these comics and I'm like, God damn! I hyper aged reading that. I was like, Oh no! I turned into mummy dust <laughs> reading this issue. <laughs> You know, you forget, with Maxine, as promiscuous as she is, how promiscuous Rapture is as well. Uh, yeah, I didn't forget with Rapture, though. It's pretty strong on there. Well, and that's kind of cool with, like, the female characters in Savage Dragon. Here's the thing. This is what's great, is that the characters who are that way are that way, and then you have other characters who are, like, just totally normal and don't have... Any, they're not like super frisky business. They're just normal people, and it's like, guess what? That's that's it's how weird. Have it. it's it's weird though. Because it's funny how Dragon and Rapture are like horn dogs, and Malcolm isn't. I mean, he'll <laughs> yeah. go for, he'll go for it, but he's uh he'll take it or leave it sometimes. Even even Dragon's here is kicking her off the bed. Yeah, but that's he's work. Like, well, because of the beeper. <laughs> Well, no, eventually he's like, ah, enough already. Like, that's before the beeper. Like, oh, you're right, yeah. Him. Yeah, even even he's like, nah, dude, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Dude, I've become painfully aware of Dragon's beeper. Like... Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just never was a thing that really, like... Obviously, I guess some of these I read way less than others... But, like, I just forgot how much his beeper got mentioned there in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, the pose of them running down the hallway I always thought was quite iconic. Oh, yeah, dude. 
Um, also, we get a little peek of uh, someone in the shadowy corner with red eyes. Who could it be? Oh, Mrs. Harris that lives across the Oh, hall, spoiler right? alert. <laughs> Guys, I just want to say, here's another funny thing about, like, Dragon being a dirty, like, having adult humor. You coming, no, but the thought of seeing you in action is getting me pretty worked up. That's a good sex joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, probably went right over my little head and oh, I didn't read. I didn't. Ninety four, bro. I didn't even get it until just like today reading it. I was like, I was like, ooh, <laughs> static. What funny? What a funny little like. Listen, okay, this is the kind of stuff I love about Savage Dragon. What a funny little throwaway gag or line or concept that Rapture keeps her costume on with static electricity. <laughs> Yeah, whether whether it's a serious thing or not, it's just funny. It is an outrageous superhero suit. <laughs> yeah, this is a good splash page flip. Just this, uh, like, woo, woo! It's it's Star and Vanguard. All your favorites are here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that the punch is so powerful that it's like a bright flash. Screw! Light yeah. is coming from the foot punch. That's yeah. true. You know what, Craig? I, it's one of those things you never really think about. But in Savage Dragon, punching stuff is bright. In, <laughs> and maybe that's something that I don't see other comics do. I just I think it makes it look dynamic. I mean, it's just a little. Yeah, it doesn't it make does. sense, but it's awesome. I tell you what it is. It's like in Tekken. You know how Tekken you have hit sparks. Street Fighter yeah. also. Yes. It's boom. You know, you like sh- the, the explosion comes off of it. <laughs> it's just like a little shorthand for, I don't know, a visual medium. You know. What I like is the colorist has really leaned into that because, like, you can see through Dragon's glasses on the other page. That one kind of threw me off. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because even by the bottom of the page, you can't. I think that's the only panel I've ever seen his eyes through the glasses. Yeah, I think so too. I I was really like thinking. I was like, huh? Have you it ever looks seen odd? Kind of. <laughs> Those glasses just look odd. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure what the deal with these glasses are because they they turn up a lot early on. I don't know if it was ever if it was a popular style. But I don't, I don't think, think it ever was. I don't think glasses with a with a crossbar across the top ever looked cool. Or round, just round glasses. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking. Unless you're John Lennon, he's a little Clark Kent. I will say it's probably used as a device here to tell the difference between him and the doppelganger. Right up until they get knocked because off. Because once they get smashed off, then the dot, the then Lurch gets the star shot at him, so you can still tell the difference. Right. He, put, he must have put him on in the car. When they're running down the hallway, he doesn't have them on. And then, like, when when they show up, he's like, oh, let me put on my distinct glasses, just it, in case. Good it's, Lord! It's, it's, so, it's so he can, uh, you know, he can see when people are punching. <laughs> so what you're saying is that this scene would have, in general, been better had Lurch turned into Dragon, pulled the glasses off of him, Grab them both by the head and mix them up shell game style. <laughs> and then Rapture and Star wouldn't have known who was the real dragon. Sure. We'll go. 
I suppose this is the first dragon versus dragon fight. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, okay, here it is. We we joke about the evil twin. There's even the the cover. It's come to this evil twins in like <laughs> issue ninety nine or whatever. But dude, it came to that way back in nineteen ninety three or ninety four. Yeah, for about a page and a half. <laughs> then we get so, love... we get a little bit more of that body horror with when after Lurch gets zapped and suddenly he's got three different arms. Is that not fucking awesome? Yeah, it's pretty. Again, cool. I, dude, I had just forgotten that. I'd completely forgotten that. It's a cool visual. I, you know, I love uh, Dragon with all the stars. Yeah, just, I mean, Lurch Dragon. With all the stars just poking out of his back. Good right. stuff. Good stuff, man. It's just funny. Like, that okay does it. Like, for some reason, this fight against Lurch, just this whole issue, just completely, like, wiped out of my memory or something because I feel like this panel the okay does it panel where he's just blasting lurch the like the mess of like like body horror lurch up into the foreground I just feel like shouldn't that be a more referenced panel by like dragon fans that's an awesome panel There's a lot going on in the next, like, this last half of the book with Vanguard coming back and uh, collecting Lurch. And then you have, like, She-Dragon kind of lurking. I mm-hmm. forgot how long She-Dragon's hair was. which It's almost ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Oh, do you guys not have the poster? Yeah, uh, yeah, I the do. poster. It's, Hell like, yeah. kind of the sneak peek of the upcoming... Deadly Duo series. Yeah, Andy the Smith. Andy Smith, right. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe I don't. Let me flip through here. Oh, no. Someone got my poster. <laughs> Someone took it out. I don't have one. Oh, well, no, dude. Do, is your issue a uh, newsstand copy with a no, barcode? It's, it's glossy. Huh. Weird. I got got. Yep, oh. There, yep, there's a, yep, there's an Andy Smith uh, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger poster in here and I guess, I guess this is first appearance of Kid Avenger oh I gotta write that down I, I'm learning right here dear listener I'm learning in real time that my collection's a fraud <laughs> get Savage Dragon 14 with poster holy cow alright cool one more thing to get yeah, the, the other guy that shows up here is uh, is it Dale Fisher Alex's boyfriend, who's kind of like the weirdest character. Yeah. He like shows up, he kind of lingers. I feel like Eric maybe got bored with him. He plays that bigger role back, you know, after in the Savage World, but I didn't, I forgot that he showed up so early in the series. Yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting bit of continuity, especially based on like when I came into Savage Dragon, I got in during the Savage World and. What was he called? I think the problem was he got named two two different things. He was either demolisher or demolition. Yeah, or something. Uh, uh, like Eric got it was the name a demolisher, wrong. but then it changed. Yeah, or something. But like, yeah, you're right. He shows up here and he shows up a little bit. I guess just to have Alex be with somebody while Dragons with Rapture. And then like, yeah, it's like he's super into Alex, but she still kind of is like, yeah. I think he's jealous of Dragon, right? Right, we'll get to, we'll get to that eventually, but it's just he's such a footnote, and yet 
he does tie into the whole situation where during the Savage World events of the Possession arc, um, of course, he kills Alex and then Dale gets pissed about it because Al, uh, Dale's around at the time. Yeah. So it, it is interesting to finally to, to finally meet him. Like I said, uh, I just I forgot he showed up so early because he's just a big blonde fireman. His introduction's so funny. Oh, I'm just gonna conduct CPR, bring this guy back to life. Uh, how you do? <laughs> yep, I'm a hero. Hey, I'm Dale. Let's get some coffee or something. Yeah, in case you didn't notice, I just saved that guy's life. <laughs> you think that works? <laughs> on on a cop? <laughs> uh, we do get a nice nod of continuity here, uh, where Rapture tells Dragon that she and Freak Force have got some secret government thing going on, which I believe ties directly into the events going on in Freak Force uh, issues 8 and 9. With that little mm-hmm. jaunt to uh, what South America, I think. The ants. Yeah. Yep. Got to go fight some robot ants. See ya. It is a it is an interesting way to get Freak Force out of the city, uh, for this upcoming arc. Because yeah, it, like you said, that's kind of like a, a nice. I, I mean, remember that I haven't read Freak Force until we started doing these retros. So for me, this was always just a little like throwaway line, and I was like, okay, convenient. Freak Force isn't around. And then, like, nah, they were doing something. (laughs) They had an adventure taking place in another country. Like, it's kind of cool. I love, like, the panels. Like, when, you know, that that panel was talking about Rapture on the phone. She's got, Mm -hmm. like, her finger wrapped around the cord. Mm -hmm. It's funny to think, like, it's it's such a cool little, like, thing. Because it could just draw her just on the phone. But, you know what I mean? Just, like, a little nod. That's what people do when they talk on the phone, you know? But the other funny thing is, like, if I show my kids this panel, they wouldn't even really understand that. Remember, phones had cords. <laughs> yeah, and that cord is going to the wall, <laughs> and it looks like a phone. Now it'd look like an old-fashioned phone to people. They would think your kids would think she was on one of those Playmobil play phones. Yeah, right. What is what? that? Uh, it's even red. Like that's what's so funny. We well, uh, kinda... we stayed in a hotel last year, and uh, the. Like, we got a phone call from the lobby mm-hmm. or from another room, maybe. I forget. I think it was my in-laws from another room. And my daughter didn't know how to talk into the phone. <laughs> like she didn't know which to put her to her ear or anything. You know, she's just used to, like, a block phone, you know? It's true. Uh-huh. Phones, phones don't have microphones that are visible anymore. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> insane, actually. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love that pose. Uh, it, you know, again, it's funny. You think about like uh, taking the opportunity to just, you know, work the whole panel for no reason. Didn't didn't have to have her arm out there like that playing with the cord, but he did it. Yeah. I also like really enjoy that, um, you know, Rapture's an African-American woman and Eric, you know, just draws her like very like sexy and good looking and it's like refreshing for comics of that time I think I mean from day one like think about like Frank who is not just some like background dude he's like super fucking important he's he's a guy who gets dragon going on the path to crime fighting you know gives him a place to live etc 
It's just like a cool thing that like Dragon's always been like just had lots of different characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just like white heroes or white as, people. Just, as it you know. should in a city. Like as it should in a city, dude. Even as right. small as Pittsburgh is compared to like say Chicago. Like, dude, the minute I, like my ass got into Pittsburgh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, there's fucking, I'm seeing like humanity that I never thought I'd see. Like, holy cow. And that's just Pittsburgh. Like, of course there should be a ton of diversity in Chicago. Yeah. Remember, uh, um, what's her name? This woman. Miss Schwartz. Schwartz Black, yeah. So this is like the resolution to that. Uh, well, I think we'll see her one more time. But uh, we finally learn who Rodney is. Yeah, you mean and, it's not really Dragon? Oh, what a... <laughs> what a, I just love the gag of how much Rodney does look like Dragon. Yeah, and not like... not just the mohawk. He's got the same facial-like structure. If he was colored green, dude, he'd look exactly. like Exactly. He, he's not... It, it's not a crazy... Uh, it's not that crazy of a likeness. Would would you say that Schwartzblatt is a Jewish last name? Oh yeah, or sounds Jewish for sure. It's, it's kind of funny because it's like that's his last name, and then he's just hanging around with some Nazi dude, <laughs> or the Nazi knows his mom. <laughs> hey, dude, isn't that isn't that your mom? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sitting in that disgusting apartment fucking flies <laughs> just flies around him it's like oh, oh yeah i didn't even notice that <laughs> oh yeah just beer cans him. everywhere <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i always thought that was like just fucking hilarious <laughs> here's, here's this guy who just looks identical to your series lead <laughs> you know something that you don't notice until you turn the page uh but frank darlin when he gets that call Mm-hmm. Uh, from Dragon, and you look in the background, it's just dark clouds. And it's just setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And then when you flip the page, and, uh, you know, Skullface is there, it's, hi, Frankie, and you see the lightning in the clouds, it's really like a tone setter there. It's like you can almost visualize it like a movie, you know? You know, Dude, you're, like you're right. You're, coming out. you're right. It is a very dramatic moment. But I just can't help but focus on the grimace on Frank's face and how <laughs> exaggerated it is. <laughs> it's I great. Mean, he's, I he's, love. I love it. He's just been found by Fred's murderer, so he's pretty scared. I think it's okay. <laughs> I um, I agree, Craig. Uh, you know, we're doing the Savage uh, Fincast like 30th anniversary reread. And something that I didn't really even think about until we started doing the reread is that, uh, man, uh, Savage Dragon's kind of cinematic for a comic. It's kind of yeah. like, really like, in these early ones especially, where there's not really like super fantastical stuff happening, where it's just people at docks and people in warehouses and people in police precincts. You know, it's like, Kind of like even the scene transition where like Rodney makes the joke, oh yeah, I should give my mom a call, and then the next panel's Frank on a phone being like, "Go on." Yeah, that's like yeah. that's like a jump cut. It's good transitions. Yeah, that's a, that's a good jump cut, 
like kind of like jump cut comedy like for a TV show that would right. really work. Right. And then like you said, just the foreshadowing of the clouds and then you fucking turn the page and then it's like there, you know. There, I, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of context because I never read a lot of comics of this era. So I don't mm-hmm. know like what other comics were like at this point compared to well, I will, well here's what I I'll say. Feel like they were like this. I mean I read a lot in the nineties and Here's what I'll say. I will say this. I didn't get to read a lot of comics in the 90s, just money. But, like, I will say that I feel maybe I'm wrong. Like, help me out, people who read more comics here, Craig, Jim. Well, good. But I was just going to say, I am very painfully aware of Warren Ellis pushing uh, what they were calling widescreen action in the authority. Right. And... And so, and then that translated over but, to the Ultimates, and, and that's then, after this. Thing. Yeah, that's that's a well, lot later. Well, that's like well, that's what I was. That's that's what I, I was would say. Because that's I, I, way after. I think it's the Frank Miller effect. Yeah, think, yeah. I, think yeah, I, I read like, a lot I, of Frank Miller comics. Yeah, I I'm mostly only familiar with Dark Knight Returns, and yeah, right. I can make that. There's a very big Sin similarity City, of Dark Knight, Daredevil. Yeah, I've not read I've not read enough of the Daredevil or uh, Year One and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, my only point of reference is Dark Knight, and yeah, Dark Knight had very similar sort of cinematic style. But it's interesting because when you think about cinematic style, you kind of associate it with decon- uh, not deconstruction. Um, what's the word? Um, decompression. Decompression. Yeah. And there's definitely not decompression going on here. Uh, Except for when he wants. Like this genius sequence where it's a single page of him exploring the warehouse as a leech falls on his neck. Right. It's it's decompressed, but it's decompressed within a single page. Is it decompressed? Because when I think decompressed, I think fewer panels. Well, I'm I talking just think about, fewer words, faster pace. Yeah. Like, kind of like uh, Tom Scholey's GoBots has a shit ton of panels, but like not a lot of words. And right. so, like, you might see a page with like twenty fucking panels on see, one weird, page. Weird, because when I when I see stuff like that, I think it's um, the opposite of decompression. It's um, it's um, compressed. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, the word escaped me. I had it. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I I just I guess it's because. I see more panels as the as the way the comic creator like causes your eye to slow the hell down, so you oh, don't blast it. over a page like with a glance. It's words because um, see, the thing I, is, yeah, I think it's worse. I think like an Alan Moore book is full of compressed <laughs> story. You know, like oh, it's just yeah. too much. Or or Todd McFarlane. You know, I just I don't know. I, I don't think it was so much as panels as how much it is to read. I think words are hmm. really, for me anyway. But it's probably a combination. and I don't know. I'm I will sure. just say that uh, I think that this is like a goddamn badass. Density. Density was the word I was trying to think of. I see this okay. as, as high density uh, with the... With the with the number, not not just number of panels, but also the the actual sequence itself. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
just in my mind there when I think decompression, I think of pages like a lot of double page spreads where not actually a lot is happening. Like you could like you can have a decompressed book where you have like a lot of double page spreads with like no dialogue or minimal yeah. dialogue. Like I think Ultimates yeah. did that quite a bit. Where would you Oh I, yeah. I know, like, like on this scene where it's like sixteen panels, you could basically do three panels, have them kick down the door, walk in, look up or something, and the thing fall on them. You know, right? It's but it is amazing when you look at how he did the layout with like a, you know, it is you know, uh, it's almost like watching a movie because you're getting the different camera angles. You know, yeah. you're looking up at the rafters, you know, from down on the floor, and then you're looking down on the floor from up in the rafters. Mm-hmm rafters i mean uh it's it's just pretty cool it's it's like i don't know you can just feel the motion and what's cool about it is even though it may not initially seem that he's directing your eye to where the action is it totally is because every panel is directing you further up to where the leech is but yeah and then it's just down it's the tone too, because you don't know what's happening here at this point. We don't know a leech is going to fall on him. You know, we know something's lurking. Is he going to run into octopus or whatever? And so like, just by your eyes scanning around, you're seeing him walk down this weird empty hall. You're seeing like, again, up in the rafters, is there something up there? Is there something down there looking at him? Because now the view is looking down on him. Like what is going on? And then you see the thing fall, you know? It's just do you think, I just Do you think Eric was a fan of Night of the Creeps? Is that the one with the stuff in the yogurt or whatever? No, no, that's literally that's the stuff. It's the stuff. Oh, the right. stuff. Yeah. Night, no, Night of the Creeps was um I think Is it like those worms. slugs? Slugs, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like brain controlling slugs. Well, I think I don't uh, know. later there was a movie called Slither, which was the similar thing. Yeah, Slither was like leaned into it. What's funny is Night of the Creeps seems like zombies, but it's like brain slugs. Yeah. But like Slither had slugs like right on the cover. Night of the Creeps is 1986. I'm just saying. Do do you think he liked it? (laughs) Do you think he was a I'll be honest. I don't know what Eric's movies taste like if he watches horror films or not. He does. He's one of like, he was like, oh, my favorite movies is like, I forget the name of it. Some... 70s horror movie with like kind of like uh but uh fish people in fish people what yeah it's a really bad like d movie <gasps> what we'll ask him yeah it's funny because I, I wouldn't hates. have expected it i know he hates last starfighter <laughs> like he talks about it all the time like back when he had a twitter it just ran it'd just be a random like tuesday and he'd be like you know what I fucking hate? Last Starfighter. Never I, will like it. And I'm I like, mean, what? To, to Again? be fair, I've also never cared for Last Starfighter. You just racist against aliens. No, just Last Starfighter. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't remade that movie yet. They're they're trying. I'm sure oh, they Jesus are. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that it was a movie that was ahead of its time because it's about trailer trash playing a video game, and he accidentally is auditioning to save the universe. I'm sorry. That's good. But back to the savage dragon. <laughs> Disagree to agree. Um, so back to the worm thing. Um, while I don't know what horror films may have inspired it, I do know 
it's inspired heavily by the Captain Marvel villain, uh, Mr. Mind, who is also a mind-controlling worm. Yes, and I will say that I absolutely love uh, how, like, if he's not a horror fan, brother, he's got it. Like, this is horror. This sequence of him going in the warehouse and getting possessed is horror. Like, perfect. It kind of makes you be like, dude, I wish Eric had time. I know he doesn't, but, like... I wish Eric had time to do a, a one-shot horror comic, just to see. So, so the movie I was thinking of that he said he liked was Humanoids from the Deep, <laughs> which is a super cheesy 1980s horror movie. I've never even heard of that, dude. Humanoids from the Deep? Mm-hmm. Is, is it, there any star to it at all? No, absolutely is it, not. Oh. Is, it, is it better than Hell Comes to Frogtown? <laughs> no, because Roddy Piper's in Hell Comes to Frogtown, so that automatically gets my vote. Yeah, you automatically have one star, <laughs> so it's better. Um, I don't know about you guys, but my ad, mine has an ad for the Deadly Duo number one. Oh, it's I the best ad. I can't believe yes. P- I see Peter David and John Byrne's names. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how cool. He had the best ads back in the day because they were so snarky. Yeah. Funny as hell, dude. Peter, Peter David, David and John. And <laughs> Nothing to do with this comic. Funny as shit. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Yep. We're going to have to look into when that came out and, and uh, figure out when to cover it because uh, it's here or it's soon. So that means... It's time to cover it. I also mm-hmm. forgot that uh, Gru switched over to Image for a while. Yeah, back cover. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I had also forgotten about that. Gru switched around a lot, though. It was at Epic at first, I think. Then it went to, yeah. I don't know if it went to Image next and then Dark Horse. Um, I think so. But, yeah, or Gru, vice versa, I don't know. Yeah, Gru, Gru, Gru uh, definitely bounced around. I'll be honest, I am not super familiar with Gru. Um, I read Me some either. of it. I've read some of it. It's just that for some reason it's just never taken to it. You'd think you'd think I would, because uh, it's yeah. often you know it's it's talked about in like in the same breath as Usagi Ujimbo. and it's right. Sergio Argonis. Like he's a legend. He is. I mean, I do dig his art. It's just I've never put the time in. Yeah, funny? same. Gru is still getting love too. Like I think Gru is having a Conan crossover like this I, month. Oh. Uh, Yes, I think that is new. <laughs> yeah, like Groove is still out there and happening. It's weird. It's a weird comic because it's very popular, and yet I don't know anyone that collected it or reads it. That's like Cerebus or fucking Asagi Ojimbo. Like, these are things that are, like, huge. But, yeah. like, good luck finding I mean, someone who's, like, really deep into it. I feel like in its heyday, I was young and more into just superhero comics and probably just didn't want to give it a chance. And then, I don't know, about now, it's just too much other stuff, and it's just like seems like it's just kind of gone past. And I'm not a huge story? Conan or Barbarian comics guy. And, although... that, that, and that's kind of what bounced me off of it, too, is this, it's just it's a Conan-type sort of send-up, and it's just, eh. Although I say that, and <laughs> like Headlopper now is one of my favorite comics. Yeah, I think we'd all like it is what's funny. I think we would all like it. Oh, I'm Ru. sure Raven would adore it. <laughs> it's yep. a re- it's probably irreverent, much like what you do. Mm-hmm. 
Plus, like, just his art. I mean, I don't know Gru, but I do know Mad Magazine. Yeah, right. And, like, his shit is awesome, dude. On Mad, yeah. like, all the millions of details. Like, he draw like, a hundred million little guys. Just every different guy's unique. And they're all dying or taking a poop or reading something. or It's just, like, a million little details. <laughs> I will say I did get a Gru sketch from him, like, way back, maybe 20 years ago. Fake fan. <laughs> I know. Uh, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> Can you draw um, a Wolverine for me? <laughs> um, I don't have much to report from the letters columns, guys. Of note is just that uh, Christopher Richard Larson was born August 22nd, 1994, weighing 8 pounds, 4 ounces. So, you'll be happy to know that that happened. Uh, Eric reproduced. I wonder how much he weighs now. <laughs> Do you really? No. <laughs> I'm going to guess 154 pounds. And no one I'm ounces. not going to guess. <laughs> um, I feel bad. I wish that I had dug into these. The Peter David thing has started to boil up. And and there's a little bit of that in it here. It begins. Yeah. that Like you can see, like Peter David is mentioned in but in multiple letters by multiple people but like hey man i just did none, none of these really stood out to me like crazy. do the responses about peter david get longer and longer until that final issue where it's like three pages of <laughs> ranting about peter david yeah he's like all right let's do this <laughs> it's just like dedicated but uh yeah no nah, just sorry not too much to report from here um i guess moving right along on to savage dragon yeah 15. Now, this is where things pop off. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a very interesting issue. It, yeah, isn't, it feels, feels weird, is what I'm saying, with all the narration and exactly. introductions. The narration, the introduction, this almost feels like a, a first issue sort of issue. I think I, that's what it is. I think, you know, we're into a year plus, and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, new readers, let me catch you up on all these guys, all the players. Because at this point, there's so many players in the book. Right. And we're only on issue 15. <laughs> it's becoming... It's it's getting to that point, like Eric said in the past, where it's like the other characters end up taking, out, taking on a lot of the pages out of the book. You know, you only have 20-something pages, and you're getting down to Dragon only being on five or six of them or something. Yeah, like, what was his quote? I think he said, Dragon feels like a guest star in his own book. I mean, yeah. But I I can't really argue with the fact that the book is made better by having a large expanded cast. I totally agree. And it's not because Dragon's a bad character. It's just that Dragon's your star. He's your hero. But Dragon's not super interesting as a person. He's a good guy. He's kind of a dick and an <laughs> asshole, but he's not interesting. He doesn't like, he's not a character I want to know more about his hobbies or like stuff. So I, surrounding I, I, him I with disagree char- a little bit, surrounding him with more interesting people is just better idea in my opinion. I, I disagree a little. Like I think, I find Dragon interesting because he's kind of an asshole and he's snarky. And I've always found that fun about the character, especially in like 
the issues where he joins, you know, SOS and he just kind of makes fun of everybody and just kind of puts down like but costume that, superheroes. But that only works when he's surrounded by people. Yeah, but then he's also got the womanizer aspect, and I don't know. I, I like his his personality cracks me up. Um, just the smart ass guy. But uh, I do agree though that having a bunch of other characters also like mixes it up and makes it really interesting and makes Dragon a better, better character to play off of. Um, and before we move past this, two things I just gotta say about this uh, opening thing here. I like when Eric gets a chance to do stuff a little weird and artsy. And I think like kind of this pose of freak force, like where Rapture's sitting on the, the actual literal like panel, panel border. Yeah. Uh with like just Overlord on one panel and skull face on the other is awesome. It's an awesome layout. I think that skull face is like the scariest he's ever looked. <laughs> and Oh he's got that one panel, remember when his eye gets like butt when he gets the I smashed or whatever, but yeah, whatever. I don't remember. Is that in the future? We'll see. That's next well, issue yeah. probably. Okay. And then the last thing I'm going to say, and it's kind of funny because like it'll come up more when we do our freak force in, in a following episode, but like uh mighty man's head just being completely hidden by the cake <laughs> is a funny visual that looks weird. And it only looks weirder when there's more and more and more of that. <laughs> Anyway, foreshadowing for a What's, future fincast. The, the weird thing is the wicked worm with like the weird like cosmic energy coming off of it. <laughs> because that's and what's so funny is it's like obviously that, we that, know that's mind control juice. <laughs> <laughs> is that mind control juice? <laughs> I think I think f- I think it's pretty consistent that mind control is purple in Savage Dragon. Is I'd, it? I'd, 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 I'd have to go check some brainy ape scenes but i think that's i think that's consistent sounds good to me yeah i'll just go with it i think it looks cool though it, like it really ties that layout together how 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 like i don't know i just i don't remember ever like seeing this font kind of bugged me out after not reading this issue for a long time i was like oh that's like, yeah is that dragon font <laughs> yeah that's that's what it looks like in his head <laughs> You're right, though. It is different than the. It is different from uh, somewhat different from the uh, dialogue font. You know what I wonder? In the miniseries, he meets Spawn, and then the other time where the font kind of looks like this is when Hellraiser holds up the little kid, and he's like, "Please, Mister Dragon, you wouldn't kill me," and it looks like the same <laughs> font. Like it looks like the exact same font. Hmm. I'm scrolling right now because that please Mr. Dragon you wouldn't kill me just ca- oh here it is oh it looks so similar it's not I think Spawn talks in this font hmm. which is kind of funny with all these narration boxes <laughs> you know I you know yeah. here, here's the thing is reading this so it had a lot of this like introductory stuff which from issue to issue feels funny but also too it was kind of cool in a way I don't know maybe this is just me but it kind of felt like Dragon being trapped in his own body and disassociated from what was really going on yeah that's how I took it that's how I took it so it kind of worked like it was kind of like yeah it's a lot of like hey this is Howard Neisman (laughs) he's not nice but like also too (laughs) (laughs) 
also too it's like that's it's like he's disassociating you know he's there but he's also like kind of like disassociating so did dragon kill that cop with that um punch? yeah <laughs> i i dude. think i i think uh the black splatter implies that yes yeah. of course if that didn't kill him uh blowing up the entire shack in one punch probably did is that not the most powerful we've Fucking ever seen? hell. <laughs> just explodes a warehouse with a punch. It's just the the way... It was a rickety warehouse. Come on. <laughs> How great is that sound effect with the, with the, with the different color yeah. framing? And all, all the pieces of wood falling in the water and you could just hear it in your head like the splashdown. Doom! <laughs> That's good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's it's, fucking it's weird great. panels too. Like, look at the panel next to the raindrop panel. Yeah, it's just like a, d- debris. The, the water. Just the water surface. Yeah, you got debris. Then you got like the you know water Rain. from yeah, and then just still it, water. It's just a neat sequence and kind of cool little. I don't the, know little they, artistic. They trundles thing. into the city. <laughs> a good word trundle <laughs> trundle <laughs> y'all captain stewart i had just forgot that my that our boy captain stewart was in these early issues well here's the stupid thing this is a different, a different captain, captain this stewart. is like different captain stewart with a different mustache <laughs> there are two captain stewarts and two mustaches hey, and they're mustaches are popular and captain and stewart is a popular last name it's i just I hear, I hear this guy is Mr. Mayor from Powerpuff Girls when he talks. <laughs> Are you related to Officer Dragon? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he's like the way he's like sort of lovingly resting his chin on his hands. <laughs> I will tell you, like having a little caption box and just having a few sentences about each cop and stuff kind of gives you a little snapshot of information because I'm not sure that all of this was spelled out before. I don't think it was, especially with guys like Ray. Yeah. <laughs> the gossip. <laughs> Dragon's, and, Dragon's the office gossip. <laughs> no, no, Ray's the office gossip. Oh, Ray's the office gossip. He's nosy. I thought you were talking about all these profiles he had on him. <laughs> I completely forgot this fight between Skullface and Frank happened in the middle of the story. And this is without yeah. a doubt one of the coolest fights in the series, in my opinion. Yeah, for I an- agree. For anime fans slash Jim, this is Usopp versus a fish man. <laughs> you know, oh, are you not a One Piece fan? Who, me? Yeah. Well, I haven't read that. <gasps> I you, uh, didn't, you didn't read that oh, one. Oh, Raven, it's time for the story. <laughs> no, I, st- no. I started reading One Piece at chapter 690. No, it's fine. And I have not gone back to read from the beginning. I forgot. Let no, me here's the, because <laughs> I ain't afraid of no long running series. Let it be clear. I start Savage Dragon at ninety. I start One Piece at six ninety. I don't give a fuck, listeners. That's Jim cutting out like twenty years of One Piece. Like it's insane. All, all you need to know that's relevant to this is there's a character in One Piece who just is like fucking a normal guy. Oh, I know uh, who Usopp is. Wait, 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 wait. This Raven, is for the did listener. You? This is it was the, the fish listener. man I didn't know. This is for the listener. This is not for you. 
I'm just saying, dear listener who might not know One Piece, it's like, how the hell does this relate to Frank versus Skullface? There's there's a character in One Piece who's just a normal dude. With the slingshot and a long nose. Yeah, normal dude with a slingshot. And, like, there's just these basically super freaks. They don't have any special powers. They're just stronger and faster than normal humans by a lot. And it's just, like, you never imagine Usopp able to do shit. Like, he's worthless. And then, finally, he has this Batman-like moment where he manages to outwit and defeat a fish man. And he just throws his hands up. He's like, I beat a fish, man. It's the first time he's cool in the whole series. So it's a big deal. And what's funny is the whole time I'm reading Frank fighting Skullface, like he's just a normal dude, but like he drives the bus into him. It's so awesome. The bus panel is the panel. It's, it's awesome. so good. Yeah. Hey, where'd Frank go? <laughs> well, it, it almost reminds me of like, remember like a, uh predator part two where it's just like you gotta outsmart like the super powered creature you know what i mean right that's exactly it it's awesome i mean this fight is so you just set little traps (laughs) this fight is awesome have have we have we seen our richard richard yet demanding pictures of dragon uh i feel like he had to have showed up before this I can't. I don't Listen. recall him being as prominent at the very least. Listeners, this is our their least favorite thing that we do. What not <laughs> being we, prepared when we have this no, Wikipedia right here? No, where we wonder aloud. Muse, huh. Musings, because <laughs> they're because they're sitting there knowing the answer, and we're like, huh? Oh, oh they don't know the answer. Well, has drag- one has Gavin- guy knows the answer. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> All right, so he has appeared. Yeah, six and eight, right? And yeah, apparently he was in ten. He, yeah, ten. He had a more prominent role, I guess. As I look at this issue, there's a lot of cool things going on that are kind of feel weird compared to like modern dragon and like what Eric would do. But like the use of uh, tones, like Zippo tones, like yeah, he uses them now. But like, look at R. R. Richards tie. That is what mm-hmm. I call burlap. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing like a burlap sack tie. <laughs> I gotta say, it's funny. Eric Clapton, I've always thought looked a lot like Peter Parker, which I suppose might be intentional. So yeah, it's fun. It so he's funny that he's in this scene. Well, because we don't know yet that he's not Star, right? So it's correct. Like the the Spider Man analog. He keeps disappearing. How mysterious! I know Peter's scared of Star. Oh man, everyone just gets their ass kicked by Dragon, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, dra- Slug Power Dragon is like a million times more effective than real Dragon. Is he? I, I mean, mean, look at him, he's kicking all this goddamn ass, dude. I feel like real Dragon would be a lot more deadly, I guess. I don't know, I get the sense that Slug Dragon, at the very least, isn't as... Um, that's what I'm looking for. He's like... He would have killed them all faster if he wasn't possessed, I guess. Or more efficiently. I'm not talking about, like, versus Kerr. But I'm talking about, like, regular dragon. Like, Kerr would have killed them all quicker. But, like, I'm talking about regular dragon versus slug dragon. I just think he's just 
like like with she dragon he pops her like pretty hard mm-hmm. but it's like it's not a really like you know a tactical punch she just opened herself up really easy because she's terrible at this because she's terrible <laughs> speaking of opening herself up how about that panel where <laughs> Where she's jumping over Dragon's arm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to make. What was your joke. plan, She Dragon? We're gonna wrap <laughs> your legs around him, like, uh, uh, what's her name? James Bond woman. On the Pussy top. Galore? No, from Goldeneye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it is funny because like uh, she's trying to like I don't know leap over him or something, and he just fucking decks her in the next panel. Did uh. <laughs> When I read the Phil Dirt caption, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was like, oh, such a, I guess, a relic of its time, but it just reads so gross. <laughs> in a way. In a way. I don't know. He only acts up to, like, fuck with the bigot. Like, that's kind of cool. It just seems weird to call it out now. <laughs> He's closeted. I mean, you know, hey, we have closeted gays now. Not everybody but, but, can be. But, but he's but he's not closeted. I mean, he, he's not. That's it's what Dragon's dragon saying. Like, feels like he needs to like incorporate that into the description of the guy's personality. Keeps his personal life to himself. Guys, uh, he doesn't just punch Amy. He punches her so hard a building collapses. Like this is why I feel like Slug Dragon is like unlocking curb level power or something. You just don't see dragon punch buildings down and explode warehouses. Well, he he is a public servant. Oh, well, there you go. You're actually correct. Never mind. I'm a dumbass. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> um I got a say panel. I got confused because I didn't remember that um uh Bull McCartney was not Howard Neesman. They are, in yeah, fact, he's... two different people. They yeah. don't feel like two different people. They, do they? sure don't. I forgot. No, but, but Bull is not like... A bigot. He's not a bigot. He's just an asshole. He's like the head of the SWAT team. But he plays like a big role. Was it in issue seven? Yeah, it was his SWAT not team that got role, fucking but, nuked, gets yeah. nuked. And he wants. I think he's the one who wants Dragon arrested for getting all his men killed. Right. Then there's Neesman, who gets a full-page fucking uh, so shot weird. in his giant, giant mouth. Come, kill the bastard. I love, like, the, the caption when, when Dragon's talking about him. He's like, although he's mellowed out a little since we first met. You know, he's only <laughs> he's just yelling, kill the bastard. I think that's the joke. <laughs> that's Pretty. the joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. This, this Frank and Skullface fight is fucking awesome. Like, just, just bursting up through the bus. <laughs> it's so good. I almost said, like, Ghost Dad. Would, he, would you guys have gotten that reference? Kind of. Yes, <laughs> I had seen Ghost Dad quite a few times when I was younger. I don't remember <laughs> the bus a, scene specifically, though. Saying, that's a terrible reference. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just Dragon's just beating the shit out of his uh, co-workers, you know. I think Rita is uh, seriously gets her power levels increased in later issues, if you know what I mean. This is kind of like this is like a more modest Rita. I 
I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Compared we do. Uh, it is funny that this is kind of the start of her and uh, uh, um, William William's relationship. When you think about it, yeah, like saving her. Yeah, he went from undercover cop to undercover copulation. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Poster so, in this one's great. So, isn't this poster the cover to like a Image Insider yeah. issue? Uh, no, it's no. Like a Wizard Image Special or something. It's I think it's Wizard or Hero. I forget. You know what? I think it's Hero. Now that you say that, yeah, yes. it's like the Hero Image Special. It's hilarious because I got to tell you guys that like as a kid when I saw this, I always thought I was like, you know, I know Dragon's badass, and Eric like was going for badass a lot. But he's not like, 80 stories tall. What are you doing here? No, I'm just saying, like, goddamn, this is clearly evil. Oh, yeah. Like, when you have a bunch of heroes on your giant hand, that is the thing evil people do, right? Yeah, it's courage, see? It's yeah. The long game. I um I remember seeing this, and I just used to love anytime I saw Eric draw different characters. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see what his version of characters were. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of cool. I think... I could be wrong, but I think this is the only time Eric's ever drawn Cyberforce. Or Pit. Or Pit. For that matter. Pit. Yeah, Pit too. I can't I, recall anywhere else that he's drawn. Well, I'm, think, I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking of the Freak Force issue, and yeah, he didn't draw that, did he? I was no. going to say, what about Wildcats? Well, he drew Wildcats. He did the Wildcats. Wild, Wildcats 14. We just Cyberforce aren't we in covered there, that right? six months ago, Raven. Right, 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 right. He did Max, who showed up in the book, Spawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Blood showed up. Uh, Bad Rock and Shaft showed up in the miniseries. Oh wait, yeah, a bunch think... of the bunch of these guys are in Image United. Remember but Eric that. didn't draw it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He wouldn't have drawn those those images, would he? Never mind. Yeah, they'd have been drawn by Sylvester. Right. You're right, Craig. I think this is the only time he's drawn Cyberforce, and I think it's the only time he's drawn Pit. Yeah. Well, he drew Arm. Does that count? <laughs> no, it's nah. Pitt's brother. <laughs> can't can't say that I count it. Can't say that I count it. Um, how about this uh, ad for? Hi, uh, yeah, Action Zone, <laughs> bringing me back. <laughs> Skeleton Warriors. Skeleton. Is Warriors. that what that first picture is? Yes. Yep. Skeleton Warriors. The CBS Action Zone. So I uh, I watched all of these, I believe, because mm-hmm. uh, I I watched a lot of CBS cartoons. Uh-huh. Because Ninja Turtles was on it. So um, you're telling us you got blasted? I did. I totally got <laughs> blasted by Wildcats. <laughs> Jim Lee blasted you? It's kind of, Okay, so here's a stupid thing. I saw some of the Dragon cartoon when I was a kid. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I think it's because Wildcats was on CBS. I associated Savage Dragon cartoon with CBS... Even though it was on USA. USA, baby. So I find it funny that they're advertising the action zone here uh, when in very soon uh, Savage Dragon is going to be on USA. Well, it's probably just image. Yeah, I mean, it's Wildcat, so that's probably the, the link there. That's, yeah. I was a senior in high school at this point. I yeah. was maybe a fresh, not quite a freshman. What was this? This was, was 19. What year was this? 1994. December, December 94, I would have Eighth been grade. 11 Eighth. years old. 
Yeah, I was definitely still watching cartoons. Grant, <laughs> granted, I still watch cartoons, so really it doesn't say much. You get blasted in a different way these days. I do. Blast <laughs> here, blast there, everywhere. Um, I think these guys are cool in this panel. I think they look kick-ass. Oh, Rock, you're so cool, Rock. You're my he favorite. Cool. And you see Rock doing the same thing Rapture's doing, where he's breaking the panel border. Oh, you're right. Again, That's... not a, not a thing you see a ton. I don't think he does that at all anymore. This is also before. I don't know where Feasel comes from, but he's not here. Yeah, I don't see Feasel. He's not introduced it by Dragon either. <laughs> we do. We do finally see what Beast Boy's all about. Beast Boy, who is an awesome visual and yet somehow a joke. Oh, yep. <laughs> Just a well, great visual, dude. I think the idea is that he might be a great visual, but he like weighs about ten pounds, which is the problem. <laughs> Get his little face. So weird and gross. That's what I like about it. <laughs> it's just like all small. I will say this: mm-hmm. putting the pin, uh, the putting the splash of dragon, like having beat them all up mm-hmm. uh, on a right hand page, probably wasn't ideal. Although Why probably, so? well, it's just it seems like a thing you want to turn the page to. Yeah, and be like, well, oh, he took care of them. Oh wow, well, that, that was quick. Is- Here's the thing, it's double page spread. Like, you're seeing Frank, like, getting just fucking blasted through a pane of glass. Uh, by the way, love to use it anytime you can. Defenestrated. He's getting <laughs> defenestrated, uh, and then fucking, like, kind of, to me, it works, because your brain takes in both pages. It's like you flip it, and it's like, oh, shit, Frank, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess you could see it as, like, everything's gone wrong. I also thought I was going to flip the page and see Beast Boy like flying through the air, but I guess that was in a later that was that edition, was the, right? yeah I would thought the same thing too. That is actually a much later uh, event. I can't remember who hits him either. I don't think it's Dragon, but a, that, mm. that is a vascular dragon. <laughs> Raven with the words today, man. He's also oddly got he's he's oddly calm. Considering yeah. he's been all feral earlier. Because he knows he's got no challengers. <laughs> I feel bad for Rock and uh, Shrew getting jobbed out like this. Big time, dude. <laughs> they got the one panel Inferno defeat. Fucking flip the page and they lose. <laughs> Can you guys help me out? I don't quite understand what Dragon's doing with the sequence behind Alex's legs. Is he, gra- is he grabbing the bullet? Like, what's happening here? Um, you know, I thought she was just shooting his shoulder and it was, like, showing no damage. Mm-hmm. But now that you mention it, his hand is there. Maybe he's just, like, slightly rubbing himself to show... That's like what I thought, like, but I don't like know. White- I don't know. I could have swore it was just she shot him in the shoulder and it did no damage, which is why she says crap. I guess his hand kind of ruins the effect for me. It's like, yeah. What, yeah. What's, his, what's his hand doing there, you know? Exactly. But I do get, like, I do think that's what Eric's conveying. Because, like, exactly where she shoots him, there's a big hole with just clean flesh. And so it's like, well, didn't do shit. I'm all, I, I, I don't ever understand 
like bullets don't penetrate him, but Dart can like shoot stars from his like little oh glove shooter. Oh, Craig, I've been over this many times about the, the vulnerability <laughs> of of sharp objects and super tough characters. It's Kevlar vest. It looks good, I suppose, is the answer. He wrote. He he literally wrote in a letter. He said his toughness is like a Kevlar vest. It can block a bullet, but if a sharp knife is pressed into it, it will pierce right through. Mm. And so that's the Kevlar vest logic that defines Dragon's vulnerability. You'd shoot him and he's fine. If you shoot little stars, ninja stars at him, they're going to just stab right in. When you think about it, Star is a weird character. Yeah, he is. He's, he's Ninja sp- Star Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man-esque who shoots Ninja Stars with wrist-mounted You know, cannons. I can't wait to get back into his miniseries because I mm-hmm. forgot everything about it. Which is convenient because I never read it. <laughs> so. I don't think it's that great or memorable. I mean, obviously it's not memorable because I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> but I can't wait to read it to see if there's like some extra things we learn or something. I feel like he's got more gadgets and stuff in it. Did you guys ever throw a Ninja Star in real life? I have not, no. I've thrown a rubber one. I used to have, like, a toy one. So, like, I had, you know, a psycho in the 80s who was, like, real big into kung fu. And I got to throw actual Ninja Stars as a child. Which totally should not have, you know, super irresponsible teenager. But I got to throw Ninja Stars. And it is one of the most exhilarating and badass things to throw this little metal disc that'll stab in a wall or a pumpkin or a tree or whatever. And it kind of makes the fact that Star chooses to shoot them out of, like, wrist wrist guns. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm just saying you got to throw those ninja stars. So good. <laughs> do they make a thuck, thuck, thuck sound? They do. <laughs> it's good. It's a really good thing. Or thack, thack, thack. Thack, 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 thack. Thack, 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 thack. They do not say splaboosh. Splaboosh. Welcome to the French show, splaboosh. Suck on this, skull face. It's just water. (laughs) Suck a water hose. Kind of a cool tangent that you wouldn't necessarily... I know it's not intentional. But the hose from Frank connects with Rebel on the opposing page. <laughs> that kind of makes it look like the hose is like coiling back around. I know. It's just the little things. I'm sorry. It's the little things. Should be a song. <laughs> yeah, just fucking losing. Like people just beating his ass. How about this finale? Talk about things that don't age great. What do you mean? Those fruitcakes. Oh, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't age well, but we're not supposed to like Mace. He's supposed to be. Right. Like, he's supposed to be a bad guy. He's supposed to be. He I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty. Gay lighter, I'm pretty. Right? Well, there's that, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, earlier in the book, what's uh, what's his name? Um, where'd it go? Was it. Could have swore somebody used the F word, but I can't remember who. That's in Freak Force. Oh, okay. We'll get to that in the future. 
Yeah, that's that's free. That's because when I was reading Freak Force, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different times, different. Uh, times. I will say it is interesting how this this issue ends because it, it feels like it just stops. Yeah, I mean May, Mace arriving as a big splash, so it kind of has, but it's just the way the narration just kind of because the narration box is just another. Oh, it's Mace. Here's what his deal is, and then it just stops. I'll say that I think the dialogue sells it a little bit better than the visual, because the thing is, is the whole time he's talking about these people, he's like. Oh, you know, this is Alex. I like her a lot. She's a really good friend. And then he's just like fucking burying her under Drop, the bricks. Dropping a building on her, yeah. Right. And then you get to like Star here, or Mace here, and he's like, I'd really love to take down that son of a bitch. And it's, so it's like, you're kind of thinking to myself, oh shit, like, is yeah, he going to kill Mace? Yeah, you're That's right. That's how I took it. It, it does in that, you're, you're right, they, that detachment that you've been talking about this whole issue yeah. coming into it, play. Yeah, that makes breaks. sense. It breaks yeah. right here. He's like, oh, I'd love to take down this son of a bitch. And so him and the slug are like lined up mentally. And so I kind of like the way I took it is kind of like, oh, shit. Well, Mace is in for like some real danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, here's the setup. This is the setup here. So Mace took down the shrew when the shrew was controlled by a slug. Right. So for Mace to show up to take on Dragon, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, this is how Dragon will get defeated. And get the slug off his neck, right? But then Dragon's, like, you know, little narration box is like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to take this guy out. So you're kind of thinking, shit, maybe not. Who knows? Well, I think that's it. Well, well, well hold on a second. I got ahead of myself. We got some ads in the bag. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to do a quick check because I wanted to check and see if this Shadowhawk Vampirella uh, crossover actually happened. And I did mm-hmm. a check, and it did, in fact, come out. So that's real. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Harris Comics, who I guess... It's kind of a... Harris Comics... Wait, who is Harris Comics? Vampirilla, pretty much. Yeah, Evil okay. Ernie, right? Okay. That's where Evil Ernie came from, from Harris, before going to Chaos? I'm pretty sure. Before Chaos. And I Lady Death, so. right? Yeah, Evil Evil Ernie and Lady Death are both from Brian Polito. So, Yeah. I think you're correct. Okay. Well, anyway, I I, I, I just wasn't sure if this was if this had come out, but it did. So there's a there's a Harris Comics issue and an Image Comics issue. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Guys, remember trading cards? Yeah. <laughs> They're back uh, in Pog form. Uh, yes. Um, is that what the because the tops one? No, oh, wait. This is the Image Which Universe is... Founder series. It's not the Savage no. Dragon card set. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any. I I only ever collected Marvel cards, so I I never even looked at these. So I got nothing nothing to add. Other than they exist. Spawn will... looks weird. He's got really skinny legs. I will say, I know this is like backwards, like, but like, I think Valentino's best Shadowhawk is a Shadowhawk where you can see his face. Oh, you mean like in that Vampirella? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So to me, I think he looks cooler. So normally he would have like a shadowed face, right? It, it's just like a blank space. It comes down into like a beak. 
Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I mean, did you guys, uh, did you guys read the any of the letters in I this did, one? Did not. The only letter the, that the, I was going to say the opening is pretty funny. Go ahead and like tell a us. A couple personal I notes. I didn't read it. Yeah. And he's like, well, he already says. Couple personal notes. First to Mark, whatever. Sorry, I don't know what that's about. And then it says, second to Jeff Ives. Yes, the scene in issue fourteen was similar to the last couple of pages in nine. That's like the rapture side boob. Like in nine, she, you know, his hand grows. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. She's gasping, and then we just talked about fourteen earlier. Mm-hmm. But he said. Sorry your dad got bent out of shape about it. Perhaps oh. this wholesome issue will be more to his liking. <laughs> so he actually wrote like a little personal note to this kid. <laughs> the only thing I was going to say that really stood out to me is there is a letter writer named Chris West whose whole address is provided. <laughs> and hilariously, he asks if Dragon is a Republican or a Democrat. And Eric's like, Democrat. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. The future of that. <laughs> yeah, that was the real standout for me. <laughs> yeah, his whole address. That's kind of funny. Everything. Like, there it is. You could Google it. Now, mind you, Google Maps didn't exist at this point. But, like, you could Google it and be like, oh, yeah, that's where Chris lived. Hi, Chris West. One of the questions, will we ever see the dragon eating? <laughs> Besides that guy's tongue in issue 12. <laughs> oh, it's also, um, I will say that um, it's funny the way his attitude changed towards TV. Uh, there was a letter, I forget which one it was in, this one or the other one, but there was a letter where somebody's bitching about the uh, cartoon sucking because it's not very adult. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they made it lame. And Eric's like, yeah, well, you know, but it exposes uh, people to the character. He's like, and it can help really create new fans. And he's like, I'm thinking about going forward with like some direct-to-video animation. or so, And I'm just laughing because I'm thinking, no, he's not. <laughs> That's, he completely changed his mind. Well, I think it probably all depended on the reception of the cartoon. And the cartoon got cut short, so... I don't He's, know. Who knows? I'm just saying it changed his tune big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his tune changed big time on TV. There was a world where we could have had a direct-to-video Savage Dragon animation. That would Which be pretty cool. For you younger, for you whippersnappers out there, all that is is just like three or four episodes of just higher quality animation. That's That's all it would have been. The direct-to-video thing isn't really a thing these days. It's more like, well, isn't it like direct-to-Netflix like Netflix or something? Or Yeah, a lot of it goes direct-to-streaming. Amazon. I mean, the only people, the only company, no, the only direct-to-actual uh, physical media that I'm aware of are those DC animated uh, movies that come out well, about once a month. Well, here's the thing. Help me out here. This is what I'm trying to get them to, or get listeners to. Yeah, we associate direct-to-video with low quality on live action. It's kind of like a failing. It's like, oh, this wasn't good enough for the theaters. Mm, yeah, okay. But, 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 here's the thing is, in terms of animation, in, if you're direct-to-video animation, you have more budget because you're doing less animation. Yeah. So, t- so typically, what I'm saying is, you know how the Savage Dragon cartoon show had that really kick-ass, high-quality TV intro 
Right. And then the show was like, the dragon, the dragon. You know, so it's like, I was just saying, imagine a world where we got a direct-to-video Savage Dragon, like, you know, three, four episodes, all the quality of the intro. It could yeah. have been. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. I would could've. have been way into that. Yeah. I, I would have been into a Savage Dragon direct-to-video big time. So you guys uh, got any other thoughts? No, I got no more thoughts on these issues. I mean, the possessed story is going to continue. I think for uh, at least one more issue, if not a few more. Uh, mm-hmm. This whole s- section is of the of this early dragon stuff is phenomenal, and I'm really looking forward to getting to more of it. Same. I love it so much uh, because a lot of it apparently was way more gone from my mind than I thought, and like. Uh, I know that I read this stuff because I remember Frank crashing that bus in the skull face like it was yesterday. But then Lurch, the Lurch fight, I just completely, it was gone 100%. So it was like, yeah, this has been a treat going back over these issues with you guys. Sweet. Well, I think we should wrap this up then. Join us next time, dear listeners, if we are uh, going to be doing more Savage Fincast retro for you. And, of course, if you have any kind of feedback or anything you want to shoot our way, that's, uh, what, savagefincast at gmail.com? Correct. That's Beautiful. right. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Thanks for uh, chatting Savage Dragon with me, Craig, Jim. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay awesome. Thank you. Meow. <laughs>